everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Between Sermons, where we're continuing the conversation from Sunday. Uh, and we've been talking about the Holy Spirit for the last couple of weeks, going to continue that one more week. Uh, and so if you miss those messages, you don't have to have heard it in order to get anything out of this podcast. Uh, but if you would like to listen to the message, we talk about uh, being naturally supernatural, really emphasizing a look at the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, no, sorry, really emphasizing the fruit the of the fruit Spirit, of the spirit yeah. uh, not just the gifts of the Spirit. I said that backwards. Uh, but uh, you can check that out. There'll be a link in the show notes. Uh, and so today I get to hang out with my Kojic friend. <laughs> My, my former Kojic friend, former yeah, current friend, former yeah. Kojic, there you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Carlton McCarthy. Thanks yeah, for being back no uh, on the show. Absolutely. So I guess we'll start right there. Uh, so you come from a Church of God in Christ uh, background, sure. which yep. I, I would imagine has some some very intense teachings on the gifts of the spirit. Yes. On being filled with the Holy Spirit. Yep. So what is what's your personal like? This is when I was filled with the Holy Spirit. Became a tongue tongue talking charismatic. Yeah, um, yeah. Growing up in Kojic, uh, getting filled with the Holy Spirit was paramount. It was like the thing. Maybe <laughs> even so more than salvation. <laughs> so I can see it's that. like <clears throat> you get filled with the Holy Spirit first, and then you come to salvation, and then you get baptized. <laughs> kind of like that. Uh, so with such an emphasis on being filled with the Holy Spirit, there's many attempts to fill a person or the in, having the infilling of the okay. Holy Spirit. So what does an attempt look like? So an attempt in, in my church of God in Christ experience is tarrying. Ooh. And it's when you, you know, you say the name of Jesus a million times mm -hmm. until the Holy Spirit manifests himself in a public way, not necessarily inside of you because you could be filled with the Holy Spirit before you get to that point but they're looking for a public display of the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Okay. And it's usually, it usually comes by speaking in tongues, of course. Mm -hmm. But as a kid, you're like, I don't understand what we're doing. I'm just <laughs> yeah. saying Jesus until I'm blue in the face. And you're there for an extended period of time, you know, over an hour or so yeah. waiting for this to happen until someone determines that, okay, this is enough, we'll try again next service. And then you have all this anxiety, like, okay, what's wrong with me? Am I not making a connection here? Like, yep. there, there's all this anxiety about trying to be filled with the Holy Spirit, which, and I've seen, leads to people faking the Ooh. evidence of the Holy Spirit just to get out of the process of tarrying for the Holy Spirit. Look like a Jim Carrey and, like, just, just making stuff up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Go. Yeah, yeah. Liar, liar or something. <laughs> yeah, just... Exactly. And so. That's so messed up. But at least tarrying is biblical, right? Yeah, it is biblical, but it's where, one of those where, things where's that... Where's the Bible? Where's the chapter and verse for... Well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> the thing is, is that you can pray for the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. The process of praying for the Holy right. Spirit, I think, is where they yeah. have taken it to the next level. I don't want to say a little off, but they've yeah. taken it to a different level. Mm -hmm. um, so needless to say, it didn't happen for me uh, in my childhood. Okay. Um, and I think that the Holy Spirit wanted me to have an experience with him that was outside of traditional religion. Okay. And so I would hang out with my cousin, uh, who's now a pastor. And he was a Christian artist, rap artist. And we would go to these shows, these underground Christian hip hop shows. And I would have a different faith experience, I don't even call it religious experience, but a different faith experience than the traditional religious Kojic way. 
And I really believe that the Holy Spirit was trying to have me experience him in a way that was different than what I knew from church. And so one day, uh, a group of guys, a group of artists, uh, we were outside of a pool hall in a car. And <laughs> such a beautiful setting for, <laughs> exactly, for this to take right. place. And, you know, everyone's you were all believers. Mm-hmm. And so before we go in the pool hall, we decide to pray. And my cousin says, hey, let's, let's just pray. And you know, I feel like we just need to pray. And I'm thinking like, OK, well, we are going into a pool hall. So maybe we do need to pray before <laughs> we go into the pool hall. And the prayer becomes this rhythmic kind of flow. And, you know, they're artists, so yeah. naturally, I guess. And I'm just in the prayer in my mind and into the rhythm of the flow. And I get the evidence of I get speaking in tongues mm-hmm. and it just happens. And I just feel, you know, I don't want to say like a euphoric kind of feeling, but it was like a aha moment for me, mm-hmm. like. This is the experience of the Holy Spirit in me and not the traditional religious practice that they were trying to push on me. And so I really felt like the Holy Spirit wanted me to have a different experience than than what I was growing up having. So was that the start of your rap career as well? Not at all. (laughs) I wasn't, you know, rapping in songs or anything like that. But uh, (laughs) I mean, from that moment on, you know, I think the struggle for me was, okay, now that I have received the Holy Spirit, how then do I, do I use it? Yeah. Is it a weapon that I pull out in certain moments of my life? Or is it something that's with me every day? Is it relational? Is it a tool? You know, at at that point you're now you're all over the place and you have to kind of hone in what it means for you. Yeah. So it's, it's funny. So I did not grow up Kojic. Um, I grew up United Pentecostal Church, uh, which uh, I've heard referred to as the white Kojic. (laughs) Um, I guess there's a lot of similarities. Uh, And it's funny because my parents actually uh, left the UPC um, when I was probably like five or six years old, uh, maybe seven. Um, But I think it's one thing to leave a denomination. It's another thing to like leave the effects of the denomination. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I think the effects of that denomination were still very evident in our church at the time. And so the whole tarrying thing was totally our approach, but it worked for me. Uh, It didn't work for you, but it worked for me. Mm -hmm. So I remember it was a, it was a Sunday night service. Remember when we had Sunday night services? Uh, So it was a Sunday night service. Um, I was a kid back in like the Sunday school classroom. uh, And they were praying with me uh, to receive, and we were tarrying in the classroom. And then service ended, and I still hadn't gotten it, but I was crying and praying, and like it was, I wanted it, and it was one of those things where like they wanted me to have it too, so like they weren't giving up, so they they moved me from the classroom to the sanctuary. Sure. Uh, and so now I'm tarrying in the in the sanctuary, and I don't I don't I mean I was so young, I was I was probably five years old, that honestly oh, wow. I I barely remember most of it, but like, I, I have some vivid memories of being in the classroom, uh, being in the sanctuary. I remember crying. I remember like just being in that moment of just wanting to yeah. receive. And, uh, finally I did, uh, which for us was like the indication that I could then be baptized. So it's funny that you said the whole, like mm-hmm. get filled with the Holy spirit, then you get baptized <laughs> yeah. like that. That's literally yeah. like they, they weren't sure that, that I was old enough to be baptized, but I spoke in tongues. So that meant I was ready to wow. be baptized. Yeah. So like that was that was kind of my progression. Like made Jesus the Lord, uh, got filled with the Holy Spirit, spoke in tongues, then I got baptized. Yeah, I imagine your approach was an innocent approach. 
Yeah, it was, and, it was all I knew. Yeah, you weren't tarrying for religious purposes. Right. Right. Yeah, and and that's the that's the danger. I think that that some people it, it kind of twists, and it's it's interesting because like since then, uh, I've even my own parents will will teach like, look, you don't have to fight for this thing. You don't have to like yeah. beg and plead and cry a ton. Like you just you can just receive. Like it's it's a gift that God wants to give you. Sure. Uh, so it's totally okay to just yeah. go up there and put your hands up, receive, and. Right. Call yeah, it a day. Yeah. And I, and I think uh, it, in culture practice, the pomp and circumstance of, you know, receiving the Holy Spirit, it's almost like a graduation day. So there yeah. is this assumed need for the fanfare of it. Yeah. And it is a beautiful moment. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's, yeah. it's you know, probably the greatest moment that we can have as humans in our life yeah. is receiving the Holy Spirit. Um, but I think, like you said, it's such a gift from God that mm-hmm. he wants to pour it in us when we are ready to receive it and it, it doesn't need the the necessary fanfare that a lot of religious tradition tries to give it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. So uh, one of the things I love about having you sit across from the table for me is that we can have theological conversations sure. yep. like theology. So where's your theology on somebody being filled with the Holy spirit, but not speaking in tongues. Yeah. And I go with the fact that speaking in tongues is evidence but not the filling of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so I believe that you could be filled with the Holy Spirit and not speak in tongues. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking in tongues is a prayer language that is useful for you yeah. um, because the Holy Spirit is interceding on your behalf through yeah. your prayer language. Uh, but I don't think that that stops the Holy Spirit for from interceding on your yeah. behalf. Um, and so I, I don't really, I'm not going to say that your prayer language is not necessary, but I don't think it's necessary to say that you have the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Paul talked about, you know, whether you should be speaking in tongues in service versus uh, praying for prophecy. Yeah. And it's, it's not that he was downplaying speaking in tongues or your prayer yeah. language. It's just that he was elevating one in a circumstance yeah. over the other. Yeah. And I think that both are very important. Yeah. Uh, but as far as um, I, I think it's just the the evidence of yep. you receiving the Holy Spirit. Well, and, and, and with that, like, I, I think with with Paul in that moment, like though between the gift of speaking in tongues and the gift of prophecy, mm-hmm. the one that's going to be more beneficial in a public setting is prophecy. Absolutely. Right. The one that's going to be more beneficial in a private setting is speaking in tongues. Absolutely. Like if so, if, if you're alone and you got a prophetic word, you, you have no one to share it with. Yeah. Like it's so it, it it's not as beneficial. So I totally totally agree with that. Uh, totally agree with your stance too that you can you can absolutely be filled with the Holy Spirit without that that um, sign of right. speaking in tongues. Yeah. I think what's interesting is there's been a kind of a progression through charismatic churches where like at the hardcorest uh, Pentecostal side of things, it's if you don't speak in tongues, you're not even saved. <laughs> right? right, like yeah, this is like like this is this is not yeah. just the sign that you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is a sign that you are saved. Yeah, you so have if salvation. you don't like so yeah. salvation is tied to Holy Spirit, and Holy Spirit is tied to uh, mm-hmm. speaking in tongues. Therefore, if you don't speak in tongues, you are not going to heaven. Right, uh, and that's like the far extreme end, which I don't think there's a lot of churches like that even yeah. today. Right. Uh, but then the progression kind of went from that to, uh, well, you know, you can be saved and go to heaven without having the speaking in tongues because you don't necessarily have to have the signs of the Holy Spirit, right? but you should have it. And so it was kind of like this baby step towards, look, you can actually be filled with the Holy Spirit without speaking in tongues, right. which is kind of where we are now. Now, now having said that, I think you and I would both agree, like, why would you not want that a- gift? Absolutely. Yeah. 
I mean, it's it's one of the greatest advantages that you have with having the Holy Spirit yeah. is your prayer language, uh, because it's 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 an utterance that the Holy Spirit is using to intercede for you and to yep. pray for the things that yep. that you don't know or you yeah. can't think about. So as you're you praying pray the perfect for. will of God in those Absolutely. moments, absolutely, and it's a beautiful thing. And sometimes, you know, I get the the influence of the Holy Spirit to start praying in my prayer language, and I don't know what it's for yeah. or what's going on, yeah. but I'd prefer that. I prefer to pray outside of my own mm -hmm. observations and yep. my own train of thought and my own thinking and to pray the perfect will of God because he sees all things and knows yep. all things. There could be something happening anywhere in the world with my family, with myself, with my job, with anything that I need to be praying for. Yep. And the Holy Spirit knows exactly what it is and exactly how to pray for it. Yeah. And so I think it's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. So here's the, here's the kind of the, I guess the dilemma for a lot of people, uh, being filled with the Holy Spirit is tied directly to uh, speaking in tongues. Mm -hmm. uh, and so sometimes in that, it's not even just that it's this look at if you're not speaking in tongues and you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, but it, it almost like it just it ends there. Like what the Holy Spirit <laughs> yes, does in your life yes. is he gives you the ability to speak in tongues and, then that's, and that's it. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it's like, we're missing out on so much more. And so I, I do want to spend some time talking about the so much more part. Yep. Uh, mm -hmm. But before we leave the speaking in tongues part, I, I'm just curious for like your own personal life, where does that come into play? Like um, uh, where do you see the benefit in your own personal life of having a prayer language? Yeah, absolutely. When, you know, when my family's faced with a circumstance that, you know, we, we can't solve or, you know, something that we're asking God to do for us or to reveal to us. Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of times uh, we can pray what we think we know what to pray for. But then we have the understanding that there's things about the circumstance that we're facing that, that we have no idea what to pray for and how to yep. pray for that thing. And so that's where our prayer language comes in, because Without the prayer language, then it's like you're only communicating to God with what you know. Yeah. And we know very little. <laughs> yeah. And so I would rather communicate to God yeah. with the Holy Spirit who knows all things and everything around me and the full scope of the circumstance. And I think that in that, it's it's probably where we use our prayer, prayer language the most. Yeah. So would you say you pray uh, in the spirit or pray in a, you know, pray in tongues? Mm hmm. Uh, every day, once a week, once a month, when when wow, God leads, yeah. you know, what, what's that frequency look like for you? I can't say that it's every day uh, because I have a, I don't want to call it weird, but I have a relational communication thing with God. Okay. <laughs> Where like I'm driving in my car and I'm just having a conversation with him. Okay. And in those moments, I don't, I don't speak in tongues. Yeah. Uh, you know, I try to crack jokes with God. I try to be witty. I try to be real with him. What, what's I, what's I the last joke emotions. you told God? Oh man. I, I don't know. It could be something <laughs> that I see in the road. Like God, look at that. Isn't that funny? Like, and I wonder like, what is he thinking in heaven? Like, so it's not like not knock, 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 no, jokes not, not no? knock, knock jokes, but just <laughs> observational wittiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's, it's not every day. Um, and it's usually when I get to an isolated moment where the, the, the full dedication of the time is prayer and I'm not driving yeah. or I'm not doing work. Mm -hmm. um, so like when I'm up here in the prayer room, you know, yeah. that's the time where I would speak in tongues. So I would have like a little bit of a process in my prayer where I have a moment of worship yeah. 
and then uh, I have a moment of, of praise or acknowledgement of who God is, and then I go into you know what my needs are, and it, it probably should be in reverse, and then I, I go into speaking in tongues. Mm -hmm. um, and usually when I have a dedicated time of prayer, and it's not relational prayer that's in my yeah. everyday you know, living. Yeah. So it, it's not every day, certainly every week, uh, mm -hmm. for sure. Maybe every two or three days I, I take the time to yeah. use my prayer language for prayer. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that's probably the same for me. Um, it may be daily. Um, it just depends on how mm -hmm. spiritual I am that day. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I think that sadly there there's probably I, – I wouldn't feel comfortable claiming that I do it every day because right, I don't know right. that I've had a dedicated prayer time yeah. every day. Like, I, yeah, no, I can't, you, you I can't, can't think right, through yeah. – like I can't think of a day where I'm like I didn't pray at all that day. Right. Uh, but there are definitely days where I, I miss my like devoted – time and prayer correct yeah uh absolutely. and so it's more of a man in the car it's just like man this situation sucks god i, I yeah. need i need some help in this right yeah. um but yeah I, I think it's it's funny too like um sometimes like when when somebody is uh like leading a prayer and is like all right everybody pray over pray about this one thing uh i don't know what it is about my brain or my my grasp on the english language but there's so many times like if somebody on the spot is like all right the entire church just be praying about you know this person's healing like i have no words like <laughs> yeah. i'm just like uh well god um heal them uh that'd be great right <laughs> if you could just you know uh i know you're a healer uh, man, what, how do you pray a prayer for heal? Like in that moment, I'm just, I'm not inspired. I'm not like, I'm not. And so without fail, that's tongues. Yeah, those first, are the first thing, first thing I'll right. go to. It's just, uh, which, which is funny too. Cause I, I vividly remember, uh, an argument my mother and father had, uh, which, uh, essentially my mother was having a rough day and, uh, my father, uh, did the wise thing. He said, well, let me pray for you. And he uh, just started praying in tongues. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, "You can't do that." And like, like this is this is a long a time ago. Because there's a sign that he has yeah. no idea what yeah. to do. Yeah, but it, but it wasn't even just that. Like, she had this 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 thought right at that moment where it was like, praying in tongues is something that you do when there's worship music playing and you've been in the presence of oh, God, and there's like a build up to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now she she doesn't believe that currently, sure, but I remember right, being right. a kid and in that moment, like, and it was probably just because she was mad at him. That's, right. like, that's why she was having a rough day. Uh, but it was so funny to me that like he, she's like, yeah, pray for me. And he starts praying in tongues. She's like, not like that. Right. <laughs> like, that doesn't count. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree with him. I whip out tongues like a sword sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And I'll, yeah. and it, it's, you know, yeah, some people do have the thought that there needs to be a build up to right. it, a build up to a spiritual moment or a spiritual yeah, high. It only happens level. in a church service when the presence yeah, of God is yeah. there. And yeah, that, that's why I brought up the story. Like, I, I want people to know that like this is this can be natural. Yeah. And really, that's that's kind of the focus uh, of Sunday's message is that, you know, we can be naturally supernatural, uh, that all of this is only as weird as you make it. Uh, and, and you can just naturally flow into the things of the spirit. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And the Holy Spirit is working inside of you all the time. And so yeah. it's like. There yeah. should be a moment where it's readily available yep. and it should be able to manifest itself in any yep. moment of your life. And yeah. if it can't do that, then it's like, well, well, why do we have the Holy Spirit right. then? He's our yeah. advocate 24 yep. hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah. And I should be able to lean on him, use him, have him lead yep. me, be the foundation of every circumstance yep. that I'm in in every area of my life. Absolutely. If, if you have to wait for the Holy Spirit to show up, 
you got bad theology. <laughs> yeah, like, absolutely. He doesn't yeah. show up. <laughs> right. He is there. He should be manifesting himself in your life all the time. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. There shouldn't be. How did How did my mom say it uh, the other day? She said, you know, you can't go to Walmart with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, right. And I'm like, actually, that's a, that's a really good point. I've been to yeah. some Walmarts where I'm like, I need the Holy Spirit right now. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, so I get it. All right. Finally, let's let's get into this fruit of the Spirit. Because um, I, I think that that may be the thing that we neglect uh, as yeah. charismatic sometimes that it's it's such an emphasis on uh, the gifts of the spirit. And we and we have this desire for for more of the gifts of the spirit. Like who doesn't want to get prophesied right. over? Mm-hmm. Who doesn't want to see a miracle? Who, right. who doesn't want to receive healing or, or to have faith or, or to speak in tongues or, to you know, any of these things like. So we desire those things. They're they're more exciting. They're more flashy. Uh, but I think sometimes we neglect the fruit of the spirit in this yeah. pursuit of the gifts of the spirit. Right. Uh, I love connecting it to, um, uh, the coaches, uh, uh, quote, uh, John Wooden, uh, said, uh, you know, it's, it's talent that takes you to the top, but it's your character that keeps you there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and so, uh, a lot of times we want this gift and, uh, you know, I think TD Jake says like, you know, the gift will make room for you, but your character keeps you in the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, there's this lack, I think, uh, in some of us in this pursuit of the fruit of the Spirit in our lives, because really the fruit is the character. It's the character of Christ. Right. Love, joy, peace, patience, patience kindness, uh, goodness, uh, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Yep. Right. These are the fruits of the Spirit that is supposed to be produced in the life of a believer. That's, that's how we know that we have the Holy Spirit. Yeah, right. Because we're a believer. We have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit produces fruit. If, right. if there's no fruit being produced, then you you are right. not in relationship with the Holy Spirit in the way that you should be. Yeah. And many times I think that we need to train our thoughts or change the way we think about the power of the Holy Spirit. And the power of the Holy Spirit is in our Christ like character. Yeah. Um, that are that is the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And I, I think that we just undervalue it and we should put more value in the power of character of having Christ-like character because without Christ-like character then Jesus can't use us in the way that he needs to use us in the lives of other people and in our church and in in, in, uh, um, advancing the kingdom of God yeah Um, and and it's our character that does that many times in the New Testament when the epistles are written they're written to churches to correct maybe theology there's a little bit of heresy at play but then there's character correction that needs yep. to happen so God can use them. Because yep. without the Christ-like character that the Holy Spirit gives us in the fruits of the Spirit, we cannot properly be used by Jesus. Yep. In fact, we're told in Galatians 5 what the fruit of the Spirit is. Mm-hmm. It's at the end of a conversation about wickedness. Absolutely. And like it's right. when you follow the desires of the flesh— uh, these things are produced in your life. And it's he goes he through this whole out. list Absolutely. of sexual sins and moral sins and cultural sins right. and like all of this stuff from from having sex with, with people you're not supposed to have sex with to being angry at people. Like yeah. he, he lays out all of this stuff that is is wrong and bad and then contrasts it by saying, but when you walk in the spirit, right. here's the nine fruit of the spirit. Absolutely, yeah. And he tells you that you're not going to inherit the kingdom of God Yep, that's how he closes if, it out. Yeah, if, if you're doing these things. Yep. And so it's like, okay, well, if, if my character is correct and my character is Christ-like and I follow and live my life based on the fruits of the Spirit, then it's the kingdom of God that I'm going to inherit. Yep. 
Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah. So, so why don't we emphasize the fruit of the spirit more? Like I don't know. Maybe like, we don't want to. This is a very important thing. Like, <laughs> it's, the, like, it's like the most important yeah. thing how it reads. Yeah. And 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 the way it reads, it's like okay, the the only way you get away from the flesh is by being in the spirit. And it's almost like this uh, this dilemma of okay, if you're producing these things, you're not going to be walking in the spirit. Right. But if you produce these things, these things actually like one of them is faithfulness, another is self control. Like if you've got faithfulness, you got self-control, then a lot of that list of sins that are going to keep yeah, you from right. heaven, those fall away. Absolutely. Uh, right. You know, when it comes to that anger issue, when you've got love and peace, like it, it, the fruit is actually the solution to the flesh problem. And so when I run into a Christian that's like, man, I'm, I've got this sin issue in my life. It's like, okay, well, how much fruit do you have in your life? Because it, right. it, the fruit is what's helping you combat the flesh the flesh yeah. is always going to be there there's there's always going to be this dilemma this this battle between the flesh and the spirit but the more you feed the spirit the more those things grow the less those things yeah can and grow. we need to be praying for deliverance and yeah. we need to be laying on hands for healing for yep. a lot of the issues Agreed. in our lives but sometimes and probably most of the time it's the fruit of self-control that Ooh. we need to ask the holy spirit to manifest yeah. in our lives yep. and then to show us how we can actually yep. use it and walk through it to eliminate the bad things yep. that are in the bad character that we have in our lives. Yep. Because the room can only be light or dark. Yep. And you ask the Holy Spirit to turn on the light and the darkness will go away. Ooh, it's beautiful. And so if we, a lot of times we're, we're seeking this supernatural power that is not related or in the character of the Holy Spirit. Yep. When we actually need to be praying for the character of the Holy Spirit, yep. the fruits of the Spirit. Which is supernatural. Absolutely. Like that's, yep. that's the beautiful thing. Uh, man, it... it so as a pastor, how many times have you had somebody ask you to pray for their finances? Yeah, all More the time, than once? especially okay. with financial coaching. Yeah. As a CFO, as a finance guy, how many times have you been able to look at them and recognize this is <laughs> you don't need God to intervene. Yeah. You need self-control. Absolutely. Stop spending money you don't have. Yep. I say, you know, we're rebuking the devil over your finances, but. It's there's your spending. A, there's another issue here, <laughs> yeah. and it's pretty simple. You don't have a budget. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, m many people come with financial issues, and it's just a symptom of another problem. Yeah. And and that problem is tied to character or the fruits of the Spirit. And it's like, well, if you had self-control over these areas, yeah. then maybe, you know, you wouldn't be in such bad shape financially or in other areas areas of your life and many disciplines that yep. we go through in marriage and parenting yep. and our work, you know, you're having trouble on your job because you lack the character that's needed mm -hmm. for God to advance you in yep. your job or to rebuke whatever's yep. happening or, you know, the, the turbulence that's happening at yep. your job can be eliminated yep. if you actually walk through the fruits of the spirit. That's right, man. It's crazy how much the, I think it's just, we're, we're looking for that easy button. Yeah. Right. And so it's like, okay, Holy Spirit, fix this thing that my character broke. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, God seldom works like that. I mean, he wants us to go on a journey yep. and learning him and learning ourselves and learning how the Holy Spirit works in us. Yeah. And so he takes on a, us on a journey of fixing those issues yeah. through growing us in the fruits of the spirit. Yeah. And it's like, we don't want to do that. We don't want that task. We don't want that homework. We don't want yeah. to go through trials, learning yep. these types of things, learning how to be gentle. How do you learn how to be gentle? By facing some difficult people or mm -hmm. circumstances. 
and so choosing like, to listen to the Holy Spirit in that moment instead of your yes, flesh. Yes, right. So he takes us through that in order to grow us in that character so yeah. that we can better be used by him yeah. when we're facing trouble and we can be used and be able to overcome anything and then show other people the real love of Jesus Christ that's yeah. in us based on our character. Yeah, I think one of the other things that people struggle with with when it comes to connecting fruit of the Spirit to this supernatural, which is mm -hmm. what we're really trying to do with the series, um, because the fruit of the Spirit are natural things. Yeah. So, like, naturally you can love, right? Absolutely. You, you don't yeah. have to have the Holy Spirit to have patience with somebody. Like, right. I know people that don't believe in God, but they have so extremely much patience. Patient, right. Extremely mm -hmm. patient. But I do believe that when the Holy Spirit brings this fruit in our life, it is a supernatural, I guess the best way to describe it is like a version. It's a supernatural version of uh, that thing uh, where uh, the, the way we talked about it in the, in the message is, can you produce that fruit out of season? So like yeah. if the season you're in is like turmoil and chaos and yet you're producing peace. Yeah that is a fruit that's coming out of se the season that you're in. It doesn't, it doesn't belong. It doesn't fit. Right. It doesn't make any sense. Like when, when you can operate in love, when you can love somebody that is just brutalized. You, right. Like that's, that's a supernatural uh, version. But I think sometimes we, we look at the fruit of the spirit and it's not as appealing. It's not as enticing sure. a, of a supernatural thing because over here on the other side, we've got miracles. And, and right, miracles right. are not normal or natural. Right. Anybody can love. Not anybody gets to see, you know, right. somebody healed when when they're sick. But the problem is that we use the fruits of the spirit in a reactionary way. And we don't see it as an action that we need to take. Mm -hmm. And it's an action that can happen out of season. You yeah. know, where we're going through hard times, you know, how can we love during those hard times? And it's the understanding that love is not a reaction to your life being yep. good. Love is an action that you take yep. all the time. You yep. know, we have to be proactive and yep. loving in every season in and out of season yep. and stop thinking that, OK, when a circumstance comes or when something happens, um, I have to determine what emotion or character comes out of me at that time. Yep. But if you're always in love, if you're always in kindness, if you're always gentle, if you always have patience, if you always have self-control, it doesn't matter what season you're in, in or out of season, yep. you have the action of the fruits of the spirit. Yeah. I love that. Uh, and I, I see that in some people, like there's some people in, in your life that like, you just know, like there, there's just joy. Like, it, oh, yeah, absolutely. They're just, yes. they're always joyful right. and it's great to be around them because you know that it's, there's going to be joy there. Right. One of the things that I love too, is when, when Paul talks about, uh, the gifts of the spirit, he talks about how to one, this gift is given. Mm -hmm to another this gift is given yep. it's very isolated it's it's not everybody gets everything sure it's just you get one you get one you get one uh you know we see evidence of somebody gets a second one or there's there's some gifts that kind of play together and so you you'll, you might see those working together in one yeah. person but when it comes to the fruit it is everybody should be absolutely operating in all of them it's a package deal that yeah. we all get yeah everybody gets it now the, the question is which fruit of the spirit have you been developing right yeah. uh, which one have you been cultivating to to give a space for it to uh to really grow and and produce that fruit in your right. life uh and so here's here's how i'll pose this question for you carlton uh so my wife uh back home loves plants uh but she's bad at gardening mm -hmm. 
Okay, it's a bad combination because uh, basically it means she'll does buy she a plant. Does she know that she's bad at gardening? She does. She's learning this no, no, no. She knows. Lo- she has known for a long time. Okay. No, no, no. She, right. She's known for a long I'm time. Save you. From uh, uh, no, actually, the 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 director of the Hope Garden uh, for our Hope Center, Rocio, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, has been personally coaching and mentoring my wife. Um, I don't know that it's really helped yet. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Rocio. Um, it, I mean, she'll get there eventually. Yeah. But here's here's the thing that I've noticed. So there is a, a few plants in our house that are either dead already or probably by the time this podcast airs will be <laughs> like they, they are heading okay. towards the grave. Yeah. Um, and then she has this one plant that is thriving in our home. Like it, it's growing beautifully. Uh, and so if you were to look at your life, like my home, sure. And you look at the nine oh, fruit of the spirit. Okay. Which of the nine do you think is either dead or dying in your life? And which one is thriving? Like, if you had to just pick one wow. one extreme, I know that's a. It depends on who awkward. you ask, right? <laughs> I will say, is the plant thriving because it is conditioned to the conditions of the care? Okay, that's a that's you know, an interesting way to put it. It could be it, a yeah. cactus that doesn't need anything. No, she's killed a cactus too. Oh. Yeah, okay. yeah. No, for for this particular <laughs> case, no. Let's. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, I think like most people, I, I can't say that one is absolutely dead because. I'm aware, mm-hmm. and so if you're aware, then nothing's dead. Yeah, um, and so I, I think that's that's a good that's way good. to put that for a, a dead fruit of the spirit in my life. But for and and I wouldn't say that one is dying; it's growing from a very bad place. Okay, it's, it's, it's growing at a at a slower rate. <laughs> yes, like they're both, they're both yeah, growing. If it was one's a science a project. Bit, yeah. yeah, this is the the bean sprout <laughs> that's just getting water and plenty of sun. Mm-hmm. It's it's. It's catching up to the rest of them that's already grown. Man, see, I could have used that um, as an analogy and not thrown my wife not, under the bus. Exactly. But sometimes it's more fun yeah. to <laughs> But I think self control uh, is probably one that would that that seems like it constantly needs more care. Yeah. Um I think like uh love and kindness, I think uh, I, I really love people mm-hmm. and uh I think most people who interact with me can see that I really care about whatever it is that they're dealing with in the moment. And I, and I think that those are healthy. Uh, but with self-control, you know, and, and it could be my personality, is that the Holy Spirit always have to work to push down Carlton's logic mm-hmm. and thoughts and elevate what the Holy Spirit is trying to say in a moment. Yep. Uh, because, I, you know, I believe my logic is right. And so a lot of times the Holy Spirit is working on me having self-control and just spitting out whatever's on my mind, whatever I believe at mm-hmm. a moment, because I'm limited in my knowledge about the world around me. Yep. And so the Holy Spirit's like, Carlton, you're wrong. You're strong and wrong yeah. on top of being wrong. Yeah. And so you need a little you're bit more confidently wrong. Yes, confidently <laughs> wrong. You need a little bit more self-control and minimizing just spitting out whatever comes to my head. And it's it's a different kind of self-control than, you know, what a lot of people would think with self-control related to the temptations of sin. But we need self-control, self-control with our mouth and with our thoughts. Oof. And it's like, I can't just, just blast out my opinion all the time. Yeah. I'm very opinionated. I believe yeah. what I believe and I know, or I think I know that it's correct. And a lot of times after I've said what I've said, and I think the Holy Spirit does this on purpose, he allows me to speak my mind. Yeah. And then he comes behind me and says, you're totally wrong. As a matter of fact, I'm going to show you how you're wrong. 
Yeah. And the person that you're talking to is going to prove it to you because I'm going to speak through them to you about the area that you're wrong in. Yeah. And so I'm always working with self-control and always trying to get that under under control. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's funny. I, th- I think with with all of these, um, there's seasons, right, mm-hmm. where, where one fruit is doing better. Yeah. Uh, but that same fruit in another season may not be doing as well. Yeah. Uh, and it's, so it's funny if, if, if you had, if I had gone first, I would have said pretty much the same thing. Like right now yeah. in my life, I feel like that self-control piece mm-hmm. uh, is the one that needs extra care. Like it's, it's been getting the sunlight and the water. So it's, it's growing, right, right, right. but if it got some fertilizer, if I, if I got some <laughs> pesticides around to stop, yeah. stop the, the, the weeds from growing and the bugs from eating it, like it just, right. it, it needs a little bit more help. I, I think self-control and I think patience. The funny thing though is like I'll look at my life and self-control used to be much healthier. Mm-hmm. Like there were times in my life uh, where even just on the natural side of self-control of you know what I'm eating and how I'm working out and all that stuff sure. where that was so good. Um, and then I'm in a season of life where it's like that's not so good. And I'm yeah. like, dang it. Uh, so I need to work on that. Whereas that patience piece, I feel like from the minute I was born until now, that's the fruit that just – it's like, come on, buddy. <laughs> come on, buddy. It's just, the runt of the fruit. It's the runt of the fruit. Like, and it's and it's it's glaringly obvious uh, when it comes to how I treat my kids. Uh, oh and wow! That just needing that patience, yeah. uh, and, the, and they I, need it the most. They need it the most, and it's it's my my middle son probably more than any of them. And I love this kid. The danger is this: he is me, oh. like just <laughs> younger. And I think that drives me crazy because I see my own flaws sure. in him. And so he has this way of pushing my buttons. And so like, there's just that patience piece. I'm just like, oh, I'm struggling yeah. with that one. Uh, but there's other like fruit of the spirit that like have literally been a struggle in other times of my life. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like love, like yeah. sadly to say like, there was a long time in my life where like love, it was either love was either abused. It was, it was the wrong form or it was just completely absent. Right, uh, right. But I feel like that that's an area that I cultivated mm-hmm. and I can see the fruit of that uh in in my life. Uh same thing with like goodness and kindness. Like man, Brent used to be brutal. Like, yeah. I'll just tell you how it is. Right. Like right. no, you're just being a jerk. Uh right. and that's that's how I was. And like I've I've seen as I've emphasized those things as I've been cautious with those things. I I've seen how it develops more. And so just kind of yeah. saying that for people, like, so, so you might be struggling in a certain area, but like you can grow in it. Like you, you can yeah. develop it. My wife had a plant that was dying. She took a picture of it, sent it to Rocio and Rocio immediately <laughs> like, was like, wrong? it's literally, and Rocio was like, Oh, move it out of the sun. It's getting too much sun. Uh, and those little black dots, it's actually a bug. Let me put together this, uh, this natural mixture that you can spray on the leaves and it'll actually, it'll stop the bugs from, from, from biting them. And we're oh like, wow! Okay, and like, and so that intentionality saved that plant. What's the natural mixture for patience? <laughs> Man, prayer. Prayer. There you go. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it's it, honestly like it, it's it's funny. Like f- for me, the starting point for if you want more of the Holy Spirit in your mm-hmm. life, make room for Him. Yep. Like it's so the Holy Spirit, and that's that's one of the things that we've got to understand too. The Holy Spirit is not an energy or like He's a person. Yeah. He is part of the Trinity. Uh, he is a person. Absolutely. Uh, and so if you want more of a person in your life, like I'm not going to cut off your arm and now I've got more of Carlton in my life because I got his arm with me. Right, no, like right. it's, it's either you're in or you're out. Right. 
Uh, and so it's really, it's making room for the Holy Spirit in your life to, yeah. s- to say, hey, I'm not going to the store without you coming with me. Yep. Like, get in the car, let's go. Absolutely. Uh, and so just operating in that, I think that right there starts cultivating everything else. Yeah. But you also have to look at, okay, what's the opposite of the fruit? Mm-hmm. So like if the opposite of patience is a quick temper, okay, right. start start working on quick temper. Start, start right. like reading like, okay. Google, okay, I'm, how do I fix a, a short temper? It'll give you advice on, you know, counting to 10 before you respond, <laughs> right. you know, like, you know, you'd start woo-sighing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what movie was that even from? That's so old. Uh, bad Boys. Bad Boys. Yeah, that was Bad, bad boys. boys. Thank you, producer in the back. Uh, <laughs> woo-saw. Yeah. Anyways, um, like, I think that don't, you can. Don't woo people. <laughs> Pray. Right. That's the, the spiritual equivalent. Right. Uh, but no, but the idea there is if there's if there's an issue, if there's a problem, like yeah. figure out, OK, if, if I don't have enough love, figure out why. Like what yeah. what's the thing that's been killing that in my life? Right. Right. Yeah. Because like with Soul's Plant, there was too much sunlight and there was uh, bugs eating away at it. Yeah. Well, there's something that's eating away at the love in your life. And it may be some traumatic event in your life that the, yeah. the man, the best thing that you can do to cultivate the Holy spirit in your life is actually to go to counseling. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's great. And like for me, you know, sometimes I lack compassion mm-hmm. uh, for people or for a thing. And it's like, okay, compassion seems like it's a package deal of some of the fruits of the spirit. Mm-hmm. I have love, but do I have gentleness and do I have patience? Ooh. And when I package those together, then can I show yeah. someone compassion? Absolutely. And so then I go back to the fruits of the spirit and it says, okay, how come I'm not patient? Mm-hmm. Like what's my expectation of my action or the person's action? Mm-hmm. And maybe I need to talk to somebody to, you know, kind of temper my expectations of people so that I can be more patient. Yeah. So then compassion can come out. Yeah. yeah. And, and even in those moments, if, if you do have, so let's say you've got self-control, you're like, I got self-control, like it, there, it's developed, but I have no patience. Okay, bring some of that self-control into those areas where you're not being patient and treat it as a self-control issue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Because you can bring what's healthy into that to kind of help balance things out. And and I love how they all link together. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, they they all weave together. And ultimately, this this is the thing that's so hard for us to get and, and to be excited about. Ultimately, fruit's not for you. Yes, it's for others. Like, like, <laughs> like, yes, yes. You having more patience sure. and more peace in your life is great for you. But when's the last time you saw a tree eat its own fruit? Right. No. Mm-mm. Like the right. fruit is developed for others. Right. It's for our relationships. It's for man. It's for your wife. Yeah. It's for your kids. Yeah. Like the person that benefits the most from Carlton having more patience is Spencer. Right, exactly. Or Katija. Right. Right? <laughs> exactly. Like that that's where the the true benefit yeah. comes. And so uh there is I think just this selflessness uh that is required in Christianity. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus himself is like, you want to be great, become a servant. Right. Become a slave. Right. Uh like there is this whole like we should be taking uh you know the the low path. Like right. just just lower ourselves. Yeah. to raise other people up absolutely and that i think is so crystal clear in the fruit of the spirit that every single one of them is how you relate with others yeah and so when i walk into the room i get to bring some peace and give you absolutely a bite. yeah that's good man i love it and that's how we share the love of jesus christ yeah
Yeah, I think was it you that brought up in sermon planning too that like uh, in the natural process, like the purpose of a piece of fruit is actually to spread the seed. Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. It's so that that tree can actually spread to others. Yeah, so it can multiply itself. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So if we want more people following Jesus, yeah. we, need to we be have fruit. to be producing fruit. Absolutely. It's the fruit that grows it. That's Come nice. on now, that'll preach. <laughs> it's going to preach. It's been preaching this series. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right, Carlton, thank you so much for hanging out. Sure. Love your coaching stories. Uh, I'm a little disappointed nice. about your rap career. Uh, it didn't, <laughs> yeah, didn't no. kick off, but we'll, we'll the Holy be praying Spirit about ended that. it there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be praying the Holy Spirit brings that back around or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, thanks a lot for hanging out with us for this episode of Between Sermons. Hope to see you uh, next time as well. Take it easy, guys.